Thanks for tuning in. In this episode, we give you the five major trends we've seen from attending three different conferences, IA Summit, VaynerMedia's VoiceCon, and most recently, Voice Summit. This year, I've gone to three different conferences. Each one of them, in their own particular way, has approached and looked at voice. Looking at all of these things together, it's been an interesting thing of seeing what five trends have been coming up. And some of it, some of them have been reiterated across the board, and then others, um, depending on your practice or your perspective, um, have also then come into place. Okay, so what's the first thing that you've noticed? One size does not fit all. A lot of people have a tendency to look at their websites and say, oh, how do I put this up on the in, into a voice perspective and kind of just want to pick up everything? And I've heard that question asked a couple times. And the answer is no. Uh, ultimately, it's not like mobile where it's a whole new universe and it's going to completely demand its own strategy because the prioritization story, I think, has played out. But what I think has come forth is that you have to think about the context. Um, it's a very important channel and it needs to be thought through from a perspective of when you take away the visual, there's a lot of information that we've started to take for granted when you're looking at a web page, be it search results, and you're looking at all of the results there so that it isn't just the top five. And from a web page perspective of all of the context of the information that's around something to help you explain it or, or go from that place. So there's a necessity for a lot of confirmation, but still not stepping away from natural language. You can use scripts to help guide you, but again, you still have to really think about context. What looks good in a script may not necessarily uh, play out right, such as uh, sounds good is not a good standard response because the minute you get a negative response, such as no, I don't wanna move forward, sounds good basically makes that conversation shift from uh, that natural flow that you had before to, oh, yep, that's right, I'm talking to a computer. Who knew that that would be you know, something you had to think about, but then the first time it happens, it's, it's so awkward, you, you know. Trend number two. Your brand has a, has a tone, it has a sound, and before you embark, this isn't just saying that, but you need to make sure it's defined, because if you don't define it, it will define itself and become out of control. So uh, you do need to think about what not does it not just not just the words, but also um, the inflections and all of those pieces that come together in that personality. Persona of a brand now is very important because that's going to be able to help guide that natural feel and language when it is in the voice environment. I think the most eye-opening statement of VoiceCon was one Gary Vaynerchuk actually said, "Hey brands." We always talk about voice and tone of your brand. Now, literally, it is what does the voice of that brand sound like? Is it male? Is it female? Is it American? Is it British? What you know, education level does the voice of your brand have? And I think those are things that we've always kind of talked about at a very high level, but never really had to pull them all the way through. Now, it's absolutely what we're going to have to do in this new voice and audio-focused world. Yeah, absolutely. And you have to make sure that that tone matches everything else that is out there. If you are dealing with a financial institution, then that casual tone that always seems so natural in language doesn't make sense. Or does it? It depends on what you're trying to achieve. But it's you have to think through those nooks and crannies because if you don't, they will become quite apparent. 
the the first time you're out in the field, and it's it's amazing how quickly things can go sideways. Trend three. Voice is more than just a personal assistant. We have seen, you know, in every, um, they've been actually, two of them have had a very strong partnership with Amazon. But at the end of the day, those are the tips of the iceberg. It's probably the most accessible version of voice that people are seeing. And by accessible, I mean something that people can get to, at least in the United States. Although we just heard this week that you can start doing uh, skills for Mexico, which was very interesting. Up until then, it hadn't been. But podcasts, bots, there's even the, the little tone of the, the end of a, a commercial. That's actually part of voice and tone. And that's part of, you know, just like the, the ding you hear from an, at the end of an Intel commercial to um, the, the sound that uh, an Apple product makes when it reboots. Those are all contributors to voice. Yeah, so the idea of sonic branding takes on a whole new meaning when you actually start talking about voice and the voice of your brand. What's that experience in store? What's that experience online, in podcasts, in really any any touch point, any channel that your brand exists? How do you actually create consistency sonically across all those different mediums? The other two pieces that came out from what I've, I've seen are a, lo- a lot more tactical, but they're key parts to the success of voice. Trend four. Plan for the unexpected or the unintended. You know, have your eye towards conversation repair and thinking about that natural language and making sure that you're mapping for the out-of-bounds request. There's the intent of what it is that whatever it is you're creating is going to accomplish, but you also have to think to the sides because uh, while we have a script, our users do not, and they do go off-roading. And so you have to think about how do you keep that conversation moving forward before it goes into the infinite loop of, I didn't quite understand that, or I'm sorry, I can't help you. Because pretty soon, those two statements are going to be more infuriating than the beach ball of death that you see on your your Apple product while you're waiting for something to go. It is definitely something that ups the frustration level of of, of voice. And it's imperfect right now. So we have to keep moving towards how do we keep that conversation moving forward and keep it from becoming circular. Even though, as we were just talking about, you need to make sure that there's an element of confirmation of connecting the dots but at the same time, continuing to move that forward towards the end goal of what it is we think our user wants to achieve. And finally, trend number five. Testing. You need to test to improve, not to validate. You need to test your skills and your apps, not just um, in a perfect environment to see, but actually test to break it. Test to take it to the edges of your boundaries. Test with emotion. To the point of natural language, people don't keep one even keel. One of the uh, sessions I went to at Voice Summit used children as a wonderful example of this. Of you know, children can be somewhat to the extremes of extremely happy or extremely angry or go, you know zero to five seconds, and in some ways that will change your word your word choice. It's going to change pronunciations and utterances. So those are really important things to do while you're testing to find out those edge cases or, or actually those natural feeling conversations that have the right outcome versus, you know, a, a lot of times I think from a digital background, you sort of test clinically and you test, you know, A to B to C. This requires a little bit more freewheeling from the sense of with emotion, with these things and, and a little bit uncontrolled to help find out those corners of, of language that we may have missed 
or nuances that we didn't necessarily recognize before and then you find in the, the proof in the pudding as you're going through your testing? For me, the one of the most interesting uh, sessions that I sat in on was actually the Wizard of Oz style of user testing and taking something that we've traditionally done in user experience for apps, websites, et cetera, and actually applying it to voice. So the idea that you don't have to build a fully functional prototype or end product in order to test is really something that we should all keep in mind. You can actually spend a lot of time up front faking out that experience, plugging into on the Amazon side an Echo Dot and actually have it hooked up to a computer so you can actually simulate what the response would be from an Alexa just to see how people converse with it, what their next steps are, things like that. And that's actually start to understand utterances and intent and language use and statement use and things like that. So you don't necessarily have to build a $50,000 prototype, do $100,000 worth of testing. You can still use some of the tried and true, more guerrilla style testing approaches that we've done in user experience, but ultimately leading to a better MVP or a better proof of concept that you put out there, which will hopefully get you to your end game a lot sooner. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you have any questions about what we talked about, drop us a line or leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe so you know when the latest episode of the podcast is available.